brother room, next to my bathroom and my basement. This is my worst holiday. My worst holiday. My worst holiday. Phantom, chopper cover shrooms, party corps, so was deep with a gerbil bereavement. One, two, three, psychiatrist, ketamine, anyone? I'd say never pooped in an encyclopedia. Dad, 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 can we get a little kitty with a gay, 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 gay wrestling promoter? We rocked his clean with our extra light bone. This is my worst holiday! And today's episode is brought to you by us. That's right, you fucking jerks. Give us some money. I'm not pitching anything except for us. Go to www.myworstholiday at patreon.com and give us some fucking money. I don't, I'm not asking for much. A fucking episode is the cheapest fucking entertainment you can get. You get a CJ Roach on there, huh? Yeah. Hey, yeah. he's back. My, my triumphant comeback. The, the comeback. Was about, about a year. About a year? Yeah, yeah about a year. that sounds good. But, uh, yeah, and with that being said, from a room next to my bathroom in my basement, this is My Worst Holiday, a podcast about your worst wedding, worst funeral, bachelor party, bachelorette party, or anything that's funny after the fact. We want to hear it, and today we have a very special guest, Mr. Rob Kellum. Rob, say hello. Hey, guys. Great to be here. (laughs) Great to have you, brother. Great to have you. Hey, tell everybody everything about you. In, oh my gosh! In twenty-two seconds. Uh, got a minute? <laughs> well, um, my name is Rob Kellen. I'm known to the wrestling world as Maestro, uh, Papa Stro, if you will, for short. I've uh, been wrestling for over thirty years now. I'm an actor for television and film, ambassador, podcast host. Um, you name it. I even do Windows. So I mean, I do a lot these days. But yeah, great to be here with you guys. <laughs> Hmm. Windows. Windows. Hmm. Hey, I have an availability. <laughs> yeah. We might have right. a joking. Hey, Joel. God, awesome, awesome. So uh, we're talking to Rob Kellum. Be cool, cool side hustle. <laughs> be cool before, side hustle, right? <laughs> before we get too far into it, I want to say that at one point you wrestled as Gorgeous George the Third because. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The original Gorgeous George uh, was my granduncle years ago. Oh, no shit. Him and my grandfather were. Yeah, him and my, my grandfather amateur boxing buddies back in the day before he broke into wrestling business. Awesome. It was, Which I, I, didn't, I, I, I didn't find out till later on life. So it was, you know, I mean, it's funny how life takes you in the oh, it's journey. Right? You, didn't, you didn't know that Gorgeous George was your uncle? <laughs> Not until my grandfather smarted me up, yeah. I had no idea because I, like, when I started wrestling, right, and people were comparing my style and my mannerisms to the original Gordon's George, and, I, and it, it kept snowballing. So one day I asked my grandpa, I was like, hey, you know, what's going on here? And he looked at me, he's like, you didn't know? And I didn't know what, grandpa? And he, he smarted me up. He, he told me the deal that he was my granduncle, and they were, you know, friends back in the day. So, you know, I, th- I so, thought... And that inspired me, you know what I mean, to do Gordon's George third. Right, because when I, uh, the videos I watched, I mean, you had the uh, the blonde hair just like him. On Tubi, uh, you can watch, like, old wrestling, and, you, and what, what's amazing to me is I'm expecting Gorgeous George to be just this jack dude. He, he is not. 
<laughs> no, he is no. a dude who like upper body. I mean, he has muscles and stuff, well, and he yeah, looks he's great. Like the 70s but stout, he, you know, but it's he like, has they got a no, belly, no. But he's they like got a broad chest. He's like fifty stout, and he's yeah. got skinny little legs like my mom. Oh, is that? <laughs> he does, but yeah. he, but but it's his in ring stuff that his personality it made him oh, a great yeah, his deal. antics. That's what yeah. he yeah. But I'll tell you what though. Yeah. He, Wrestling on the television map, you know, with his charisma and stuff. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. He was wrestling at, at, for years, he was why well, everybody tuned into wrestling. I'll tell you what, though, the Crusher, now he was the truth because that dude was like 90s jacked back in the 50s. He oh, was come he? Out, oh, oh man, yeah, he would come out with the, I love the Crusher, man. He, he would come out with the I buzz the cut, and you believed yeah. he was from a bar stool in Milwaukee. Yeah. And that he, a uh, bar stool yeah. in Milwaukee. Yeah. I love the Crusher. He was uh, amazing. Uh, a little boy, I would watch AAW all the time, and he would just come. My favorite right. moment was when he beat a referee with a shoe bloody in the middle of the ring. Well, not a referee, he beat a wrestler because he pushed the, the referee who happened to be his son. Well, you don't mess with his son. Wow. So he beat someone with, like, some 70s loafers and just <laughs> pounded, and there's blood just everywhere. And it's like, man, that guy didn't gig. He, he took a heel. <laughs> you know what's so cool about it? You meeting like years later, meeting uh, uh, celebrities like uh, James Brown and Muhammad Ali, who was inspired by Gordon Stewart. You know that was that was really cool. I, I can right. totally and see that. Yeah, stories, absolutely. Know? I mean, yeah. James Brown hair alone is like George's gorgeous George. Mm-hmm. Right, a little you darker. Pay per view with James Brown was was a big honor. You know what I mean? At the time, I mean, it was a WCW. James Brown was amazing. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but like, you've had quite an, an illustrious career as a wrestler. I used to do sound for a, a wrestling promotion, Dreamwave. Dreamwave, shout and, out. And uh, and we right had on. one one of the guys who you uh, worked with, uh, who just recently passed, Beautiful Bobby. Oh yeah, man, one of the nicest guys ever in the wrestling business. The, and one of the I, most I too. The sweetest man who came in, and by the time we had him. Bobby wasn't going to do anything in the ring because you could tell that Bobby took some chair shots <laughs> and, and some other shots in his life. Uh, he wasn't in the best of shape, but he was such a sweet guy, and he would talk to you and tell you stories, and uh, uh, just just a, just a really sweet man. I, I would say Bobby Eaton and Ricky Steamboat, two of the smoothest wrestlers I've been in the ring with, man. They just like make wrestling art for them. They're that good. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Oh, Ricky Steamboat, huh? Well, you look at the old videos yeah, of yeah. Bobby, and it was like he wasn't even really working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. He was breaking sweat, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but you, I mean, you had Scott Hall. Oh. You, you wrestled with oh, him. Oh, Scott, man. But you, now you, it seemed like you Scott. were with him a lot when he was in the era of where he was done pretty much with the majors and, and wasn't in the best of shape because he had a stretch there where... You saw more videos of him uh, drunk at shows than you saw uh, him work at Indies. Well, I, uh, I I first teamed with him back when he was still Razor Ramon with WWE. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and then I met, I met up with him later on you know WCW right and it, it was it was so cool actually because uh, when I, I was starting I was in the office with uh, some of the agents and Paul Nash walked in and uh, Scott looked at me and said Hey man. Great to see you here. Remember we used to beat up Lawler in Memphis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, you 
we'd watch those old yeah, shows. Great, so, man. Yeah, I, I, I like to watch some of those old ones. The, uh, um, they're, they're so good. Yeah, that you can find some of them on Amazon. Uh, yeah. I was watching. Yeah, I was watching some right. of the, the old uh, the old mountain. And I'm not a big fan of the flip. I call it flippy wrestling now. I don't like the matches where yeah. you, where you literally have uh, ten finishers in a match, and they keep jumping yeah. up, and it's like you are. You are taking away, you know, Shawn Michaels didn't super kick you five times. Yeah, exactly. You know. Jake ah, didn't DDT ah. you twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and uh, it was funny because we were talking about one time in Gorilla, and I didn't know it, but uh, uh, Ali, uh, well, Ali from WWE, he wrestled for us. He He's our last champion. When we went to Funk, he was our last champion. Uh, okay. Uh, a de- but a deal was around the corner. I was bitching about the flippy guys, and they- after that, our relationship wasn't the best. <laughs> though, I resent what you do. Can we still get along? You know, though, we'd be back there, and and, I, and he did a lot of the bookings for the show. And like when when he wasn't around, to be like, all right, we'll have a run in, boom, and it's over. Where he's like, all right, guys, we're gonna shut the lights off, and then we're gonna thirty seven moves later. You know, and it's like, but you're the only one who can do all this stuff. <laughs> you know, and you hit the music at the wrong time, and he'd come back and yell at us, you screwed up the whole thing. <laughs> like, we couldn't keep up. You know, speaking of that, uh, when I, I first was going to do my first tour at AAA Mexico with uh, Jake Snake Roberts, who still is one of my best best friends in the wrestling business, right? And we're, we're going to be a tag team over there, and I, I asked Jake, I said, Jake, you know, do you, they're very acrobatic over there. Are we going to be having to do all that? And Jake just looks at me and says, hey, look at me. You think I do all those flips? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I met Jake uh, after he had hooked up with DDP and had uh, gotten things together. Yeah. Uh, cause he looks he, amazing, man. Amazing. And he had, a, like, he had a rough tour as well. And uh, Jake could not have been a nicer man. He, oh, yeah. He's one Great of those guy. guys very, who was... Very a, real, you know what I mean? He was one Very of those real. guys, though, who was as big in real life as he was on the TV screen. Where you see some of these guys, and they look huge, and then you meet them, and you're like, where, where did the six inches go? Where did the rest of you go? Yeah, did they? <laughs> who were you wrestling? Is Michael it behind J? yet? Yeah. Where did you put it? Were you wrestling yeah. Michael J. Fox? Are you standing in a hole? The camera does wonders. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you realize even Vince was putting Andre on a milk crate to make him look even bigger. <laughs> God. Yeah. I'm like, well, that seven foot wasn't uh, big enough. Yeah, seven foot was. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, you know, funny story. When I first met Andre, uh, I was down uh, seeing my aunt and uncle, right? And I used to go some of the, some of the shows down in Florida, right? Championship wrestling, and uh, I was there down there to see like Dusty, Mike Graham, Steve Curran, Kevin Sullivan, some of the guys there. And uh, Andre pulled up in the uh, parking lot, right? And to this day. Now, I was a young kid then, but he was like the biggest human being I've ever seen, right? And I, I yeah. thought he was going to literally eat me when he walked towards me. I was here. <laughs> a giant and, uh, head. And, and, and Dusty, D- Dusty comes up to me, right? And at the time, I thought he saved my life, but he was just breaking the ice. You know, he was like, hey, kid, the way about thing? Andre's cool. Say hello, Andre, baby. And, uh, <laughs> Andre reaches down with his big ham hock of his how do you do, right? And I'm looking up, and my hand disappears, right? I'm like, fine, sir. How are you, right? <laughs> You're a nice dude, man. Real nice. But at the time, I mean, at first glance, like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? And I'm, to this day, he's still, like, the biggest human being. Yeah, I 
my big guy, so man, that he took the cake. We had a, a Cody Rhodes in at one point. We were talking. I'm like, man, I go, one night I was flipping through the channels and I'm watching a demolition derby because I have no life. Mm-hmm. And and Dusty's doing commentary. Derby, yeah. well, Dusty Rhodes is doing commentary. And, and you know, and it's like, blah, 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 14. Blah, blah, blah. And you could not understand a word he was saying. They should have had subtitles <laughs> on it. And, uh, and I told Cody about this and he starts laughing. He goes, let me tell you. He goes, because I think he was from Louisiana. Was Dusty from Louisiana? Uh, Texas, Texas. He went to he played ball in Texas, actually. Okay, okay. Uh, and he's like, yeah. He goes, well, my Texas dad. Day, I think. He goes, when my dad got excited, he goes, we had trouble understanding him. <laughs> <laughs> because Dusty never. I can imagine. Because Dusty never let that uh, that drawl ever that get draw, away. Yeah. You know, I'm going to. Now I'm the midnight rider. That's what I am. Uh, yeah, that's no. when he became the Midnight Rider when he got banned from WCW. I, I liked all those guys, and, and I feel that you were the same type of wrestler, though, where I think it's missed a lot today where uh, you tell a story in the ring. You don't need yes. 10,000 moves. Where, where sometimes oh, God, no. having a guy in a headlock and, and just sort of looking at the crowd does way more than some super flippy move that, I mean, it's, it's, nice, it's cool to see. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, I, I take for example, we went and saw uh, AEW a couple weeks ago, and uh, oh wow! And, and the Young Bucks have the dumbest finisher ever, and I'm like, how is that going to knock somebody out when they do that knee thing where they both knee the guy at the same time? I'm like, why wouldn't you finish? Well, because if you finish with a super kick, you can't super kick them ten times in the match, right? But their finisher, so, so, like, so they're, they're weakening. They're weakening their finisher. What's that? You did an awful lot, don't you, the super kicks? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of moves that at the time where, you know, you the DDT was just like an exotic move that Jake the Snake did. Though I'm sure it's been right. done forever. Yeah. But, you know, there for a while, nobody did the DDT because that was Jake's finisher. And you don't right. super kick. If Shawn Michaels on the card, yeah. you never saw a super <laughs> kick from anyone else. Because that's right. just common... Uh, common courtesy you don't you don't use someone else's finisher mm. and if you do oh, absolutely yeah yeah it means you respecting the boys yeah yeah because you, you you if you did you might as well walk out the door and not go in that locker room because you're not going to come back yeah if, if you're uh, <laughs> right I, I love i love jake's explanation on that because uh, someone approached him about that what you were just talking about and he says well you see a lot of ddts and you see a lot of people kicking out but when you see me deliver the ddt it's over right yeah right All right yeah <laughs> what was your so, finish yeah. because you won a lot of I titles few, yeah i had a few uh uh sts the robotrol face lock which i uh learned from what i studied in masahiro chono who was trained by a guy one of my mentors when i started a business uh Luthes. I know who Lou Fez. Uh, Lou Fez, wow. I, I, I know who God, I haven't heard that in like forever. Yeah. Lou Fez. Yeah, uh, and um, the Cobra Clutch, Shinidamaki, Submission Hold, uh, of course, made famous by guys like Sergeant Slaughter, Ted DiBiase, et cetera. You know I have I mean? a picture of me in the Cobra cut, Clutch with uh, Sergeant Slaughter somewhere. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Hmm. And uh, the, 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 the Rude Awakening, Netbreaker, uh, which, of course, obviously, Ravishing Rick Rude and Rover Warrior Hawk were my 
aspirations to that. So right, I love Rick Rude. Rick Rude was awesome. Yeah, that yeah, was... great guy. He was my he was my subway buddy, man. He went to shows. He always split his uh, subway, shared his subway sandwich with me. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that, that must be the international cool guy, wrestling food because. Uh, at one point, CM Punk was wrestling for one of the local thing, and they're like, he always came down with a foot-long uh, subway, ate six inches before his match and six inches after. <laughs> Smart. I'm like, how is that dude not signed up with Subway saying, best in the world? <laughs> oh, shit. You know, I saw him on commentary the other night for Dynamite. Man, what a breath of fresh air. I mean, he was articulate, knowledgeable. I mean, you should have him do commentary more often. I mean, he wasn't screaming, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't get... I I like AEW, but I don't get the dude in the mask. I don't either. Uh, because they're like, well, he wrestled <laughs> I, in the yeah, mask. Yeah, I really don't. I'm like, well, who gives a shit? Who? Who gives a shit? JR's face don't look the same. Who? Uh, I... Yeah, shut up. I don't know. No, I, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> uh, well, I forget his name, uh... The mask guy's <laughs> name, uh... You know, oh, Excalibur. 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 Yeah. yeah, I like I like AEW, but I'll tell you what, man. Some I feel sort of bad for J old Jr. Because sometimes, yeah. like his Bell's palsy has come back, but sometimes he's just loaded. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he just seems like he's hammered drunk. I, I didn't know that he wasn't with WWE anymore. Yeah, he's uh, been with AEW since the beginning. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, eventually. Uh, to me, though, I feel like they, their roster has too much. I wish some of those guys would go to Ring of Honor so they could get a, a shot. Jeffrey Fox. You know, he, yeah, Shivani, man, he looks like, I mean, he's like Dick Clark, man. There's a guy every age. I mean, he looks, right. he looks great. <laughs> right. He looks great, but he looks like they dipped him in paraffin or something. <laughs> I mean, he just looks like he's plastic. Maybe they did. Time for your paraffin. I, I guess, you know? though, like Tony Shivani's like one of the nicest guys you've ever met. I haven't met him. Yeah, yeah. They say that uh-huh. he's like super nice and like goes around in like Van Halen t-shirts. He's just a regular, mm. which probably is the best camouflage when you're walking through an airport. Right, just looking like a regular guy wearing a t-shirt. Going, <laughs> Man, that guy looks just like Tony Schiavone. Right, <laughs> right, All right. Well, hey, uh, Rob, hit us, hit us with a story, brother. Hit us with a good one. What do you got? Oh my goodness, oh man, so so many over the years. I, I oh gosh, you know. um I, I know you mentioned Dusty earlier, right? Yeah. yeah. Talking about Dusty. Um, you can never have enough Dusty, Dusty stories. Yeah. Dusty has helped me out so much through the years. Um, giving advice or you know putting a good one with me for the office, etc. He's so, uh, just a great dude. And um, <laughs> I remember one time I'm doing the show with uh, Dusty. I think Piper was there. Uh, Steiner's. Um, I think Billy Gunn was out snow with there too. It was a big, huge event, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the guy, one of the guys, was late to get to the town, and he had like a reputation of being late, right? So some of the boys put me up to uh, calling him impersonating Dusty Rhodes because they knew I did a pretty good impersonation, right? So right, I, I call him up, right? And that's like, brother, where the hell you been? You holding up progress, baby? What the hell's going on? We even had the first match yet, big. What, what's going on with you? And, he, and he's like, I'm sorry, Dusty. I'm going as fast as I can. My flight was late. I'm going 100 down the highway. I'm, I'm putting the pedal in the metal. I'll be right there quick as soon. And, you know, get your, get your sorry ass up here right now. <laughs> Click. And, uh, 
everybody's laughing, you know, tripping out. So he, he, he comes to the building, right? He rushes by us, right? We're trying, we're corpsing hard, right? We're trying to keep mm-hmm. him from losing it. He goes straight to Dusty, right? Goes on his knees crying, pleading, I'm sorry, Dusty, I'm sorry. And Dusty's looking down at him like this and going, Brother, what the hell wrong with you acting cuckoo, baby? Cuckoo, baby, what the hell is wrong with you? And he found out it was the rib, right? So he was so embarrassed, he, he, well, he stayed in the bathroom most of the night when he talked to anybody. We're like dying. Hilarious. That's funny. I just got your shirt. You got It's a Godzuki. You got a Godzuki yeah. t-shirt on. I just figured it out. I am a out. huge, huge Godzilla fan. All right. Huge. Absolutely. I tell you, that's, uh, the, the nightmares that I have, I don't have many nightmares. Fucking tornadoes, sometimes dinosaurs, and fucking Godzilla. Godzilla, <laughs> and there's just when you when you when you think you're actually in that moment and realize there's nowhere to fucking run. The like, things I learn about. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, tornadoes, I, dinosaurs, <laughs> and fucking Godzilla. Haven't had a good Godzilla one oh, in a while. When I was younger, I, I so wanted a, a real Godzilla for Christmas as like a, a pet. Seriously. What did you I, think of uh, Godzilla, Godzilla versus Kong? I loved it. I, I really did. It, it I, was, I thought it was amazing. It, 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 I took it for what it was, you know. Uh, but it was it was good, you know. I I was never a big Godzilla fan. Oh God. Uh, you know, I'd watch him every Sunday. When, when Godzilla arm dragged King Kong, man, I get that Ricky Steamboat arm drag. I popped. Like yo, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Did you ever get to wrestle in Japan? Yes. Because they wrestle like yes, a lot. Man. They do a lot more hard style there than uh, it's. Uh... Well, I, I trained with the um, Pancreation uh, years ago, uh, PWFI, which are competitors of pride fighting, and that's the, that's the learned. I learned about submissions, knockouts. Strikes and all that sort of thing, and it was like in the ring back then. It wasn't like an octagon like it is now. And their their shows were like once in the blue moon compared to today, right? So that's why I kind of stuck with the pro wrestling because pro wrestling was more active and and all, and all that. But I learned a lot over there. I really did. It was a very good learning experience. And uh, Vader was there at the time. Uh, Gary Albright, Clarus, Dan Severn, and uh, Ken Shamrock, who. Uh, went to the uh, wrestling school I went to. He was with the, the opposing company, Pride, at the time, MMA uh, Pride Japan. So, um, yeah, I was brought into business by um, pro wrestling business by uh, Nelson Whirl, who was arguably one of the greatest NWA. Back then, they called him junior weights, but you know, the, it was cruiserweights at that yeah. time. Yeah. Um, uh, Ivan Koloff, the Russian Bear. And uh, Gene Anderson, the Minnesota no, Rangers. I'm also and friends Lord. with uh, Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai, oh my God, man, I love Nikolai, man. Yeah. What a great dude he was. Yep. I see. Now I was going to ask you because you were trained by Ivan. Yes. The, the finest yes. Russian from Canada ever. <laughs> and, and again, another one that's one of the nicest people you ever want to meet. I, I think if, if more people knew that side of him, I mean, he would have been. Even bigger than he was, you know what I mean. Just a great, just such a great dude. And you all, you're also a musician. See, I have done my homework. Yeah. He's a musician, plays drums. Well, and... I mean, that's that's kind of 
name Maestro came from. But, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I used to be in theater, uh, Cats, you know, Broadway, played Cats. Uh, you played Cats on Broadway? Yeah. And I was the king that got betrayed in Macbeth. Okay. Played Macbeth. Uh, I'm in Alice in Wonderland. I was Moses in the Ten Commandments. I mean, you name it. I've all these theatrical roles. So, so oh, you're God. like a, a real actor with some real teeth. In yeah, it. exactly. Like, holy shit. Yeah, this guy's got some. You're, you're not like Hulk Hogan showing up on the nanny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, my theater teacher wanted to kick my ass when I got into pro wrestling. Right. Right. She wanted me to pursue it more, but once once I got back into the acting for television and film, she forgave me. Right. So. We actually had a guest once on our show who had a podcast about Hulk Hogan, and it's only about his acting career. That was awesome. <laughs> Which hey, hands off to him because that is definitely a spin I never would have went with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I almost I almost landed a role. On Thunder in Paradise, mm-hmm. believe it or not, and and honestly, I just wanted to ride the boat because I thought the boat was so so cool. Right, right. <laughs> Thunder in Paradise, right? But uh, yeah, I was going. I was going to be. Uh, they were going to have me doing this character named Reverend Headlock. Yeah. On on the show, right? And we, I didn't really grasp the concept of what Reverend Headlock was. <laughs> I wonder what. <laughs> I just like so, the name. I just it, like the name, Reverend Headlock. Like, like, how come he's not like an actual character, like in well, one of the? When I tried out for WCW, like Hogan, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage were, you know, they're the very instrumental bringing me in, which you know, I, you know, I was very indebted to for them doing that. But um, when they saw me arrive, I had a Bible in my hand, and um, that's where they kind of got the idea of Reverend Headlock. For me, oh, right? okay. So, um, but um, needless to say, it, it didn't pan out. Which, in, in a way, I'm kind of glad it didn't because it, it was just the whole concept. I didn't really understand the, <laughs> what their concept was. Dressed in all white in the beach with a book. I'm pretty know, sure um, they didn't really understand the concept of the movie. That could be. That could be. Uh, yeah, like that's I, a possibility. Yeah. Like I said, I, I just wanted to ride the boat. You know, I didn't care. Right. That's just, 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 just let me in. I just, I just want to play, Coach. Just put me in the game. I just want to play. <laughs> yeah, basically, right? Yeah. Hey, hey there, you but, know, uh, there's a good career in guys who uh, remember the Asian dude in all the like '80s and '90s movies who get killed. Tiger Chung Lee. No, there was another oh, one. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy who uh, Mel Gibson snapped his neck in uh, *Lethal Weapon*. He was torturing him. Yeah. That dude got killed oh, in everything. Yeah, yeah that, that was Tiger Chung Lee, wasn't it? No. Had the same... No, it looked like him, but no, it wasn't. I always thought that was him. No, Tiger Chung Lee was, was way more jacked. Oh. I always thought that was the same oh, guy. You're talking about Bolo Yang, right? The, the muscular... I think so, yeah. Yeah, he, he, was, he was an inner the dragon with Bruce yeah. Lee and everything, yeah. yeah. All right, well... When uh, do you, when do you think that uh, Ken you know, Shamrock will atrophy into being an old man? Because he's what, like eighty five. Well, what's I'm sorry. When do you think uh, uh, Ken Shamrock will atrophy into looking like a normal human being? Because that dude's like eighty five and he is just jacked to the gills. <laughs> oh, he's, he's an amazing athlete, man. Just amazing, I, he, and, and, and really great guy too. He really is. Do you, do you think he gets a little help from Mexican vitamins? <laughs> I, I tell you, that dude stays in shape, man. I, I mean, I've, I've been on the road with him, and uh, I mean, he's very 
very like you know. I liked it when he wrestled into WWE because he would beat people without using his arms. He'd have matches and he would submit them with his legs. I mean, he was, and it was believable. Yeah. Because realistically, oh, yeah. when he wrestled into WWE, there was nobody there who, if they had a street fight, was oh, going to was no, going to beat him. Beat Ken Shamrock. Was no. going to beat him. You know. Yeah, what, yeah, Shamrock and Dan Severn, man, they're like two class acts all the way. You know what I mean? See now, now were you in the WCW when Tank Abbott wrestled there for like six matches? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I did a little bit with him. It, it really wasn't much of a match. It was more of a segment. But I, I was hoping maybe you know we would do a little more than we did. But it was just like a little segment. He was because uh, he had like some kind of uh, special stipulation match for that Super Brawl. Pay-per-view. Yeah. He just didn't catch on. So. Yeah. Well, he didn't really have a lot of charisma, really. I mean, he was yeah. just sort of a, uh, I'm going to, you know, he's like a bar room. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to hit you, you know. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to punch you in the groin and yeah. headbutt you to Exactly. Death. And I win. Yay. And you did wrestle against uh, a, a local legend, Shark Boy. Uh, a Shark Boy? Yeah. Shark, shark. Yeah, yeah, Shark Boy, man. Yeah, yeah, he, Shark Boy's a good dude, man. He, he got really mad because he wrestled here, and, and one of the local promoters made a bunch of uh, shark masks. Yeah. And was selling them to the kids for like five bucks, and he flipped out. Oh, because he didn't get a cut of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, and wow. they're like, well, don't you want fans who are excited to see you? No, I want money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless him. Wow. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, he, he was always cool to me, man. Sure, Shark Boy's a good dude. I like the gimmick. I don't remember him. He uh, he was a white dude who had like a, a shark mask. He looks like Evil Uno. Now his mask oh. looks like Evil Uno, but he had a fin on top of. Him. Oh, okay. Oh. And uh, he was a cruiserweight. Okay. I mean, I liked him. He had good moves. He was well, pretty there, much there a high flyer. Well, for a long time, there was a, like a lot of cruiserweights with a lot of masks and shit like that. In the WCW. Well, it's because they went down to Mexico and mined all the like psychosis and all those right. guys. Right. Yeah. And, Silver King. I just watched. I, I, I know when he was in Impact, he was like uh, talking like Steve Austin. I thought that was pretty, pretty hilarious. Dunks <laughs> like Stone Cold. Steve Austin. Shark Boy said so. I like the fact that he. <laughs> I like the fact that he sued George Lopez. He what? He sued uh, George Lopez in the, for uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Oh really? Yeah, oh, and he ended up winning, wow. uh, settling out of court for some money. So oh, good God. for him. <laughs> and they're oh, like, yeah, man. but your trademark only counts when you're in your costume. And he's like, well, that is my career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guess so. <laughs> oh, man. All right, hit us with another story, brother. Oh, goodness gracious me. Uh, okay, well, I'll, I'll tell you a story that Roddy Piper told me uh, about... This is like back in the seventies, live TV. They had uh, Pacific Northwest territory. I think in Oregon. Yeah, I'm yeah, late. that's where he's from. Yeah, and um, here I can't do Piper justice because the way he explains this is hilarious. But uh, they're going to debut this cat on uh, their live TV named Madman, who dressed up like Batman, but due to DC comic book trademarks, he had a right. Batman, yeah, right? right. He had the Batman outfit, right? And the deal was they had the the heel wrestler and the commentator at ringside doing an interview and Madman's going to jump on top of the table like a superhero says, I'm Madman, right? Right. But keep in mind, this is live TV. There's no 
five second delay for right. editing. So you know, right. that's what it is, right? So the show starts, and they're like in a studio, kind of like Channel Five in Memphis, type of thing. Right. I think some very similar. And uh, they're interviewing, doing the interview ringside, and here comes Batman, Batman suit and all, right? Yeah. Runs out, jumps on top of the table, slips, falls, busts his rear end floor, right? <laughs> And, and and the audience is howling, right? They're just dying. The, the commentator and the wrestler, the villain wrestler, are looking at each other, and then the commentator takes the microphone down. The Madman's all messed up and says, uh, uh, "Who are you?" And <laughs> Madman's laying on the floor like this and says, "I'm Madman. <laughs> Tell all your friends." <laughs> and it all gets better. It gets better. Later on in the show was the debut match of Batman, right? Right. So here comes Batman running to the ring with his Batman suit. And uh, they they get the ring bell and they're going at it. Boom, they boom. Batman slams the guy, climbs to the top rope, extends his hands like he's going to splash off the top rope, right? Right. But what he didn't realize there was like loose wires. <laughs> 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 And when one of his hands accidentally touched those wires, sparks flew, blacks out the whole joint, right? People <laughs> were screaming, oh, God! You know, freaking out, you know? And about 20 seconds later, the lights come on, and there's like a messed up Batman on the top rope. He falls to the canvas like a tree being chopped down. This is a guy like a mile in the ring, right? Referee the official, he doesn't know what to do, so he takes what's left of that man, puts him on top of his opponent, and counts one, two, three. <laughs> and that was the beginning, the shocking, no pun intended, end of that man. <laughs> he had about a longer career as, uh, remember when Tugboat came out as, uh, like Shockwave or some the shit? Shockmaster. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Shockmaster. Yeah, tripped and fell. Were you in WCW for that? Explained it right. He, he was explained it one time, and if David Crockett put a two by four to sabotage my ass, and and Tuffle Brickdo fell on his ass <laughs> and get a stomp through him and rolling downhill, and then he comes back to the cut and the gorilla and he says, "Dusty, I effed this up, didn't I?" And I said, "Buddy, I couldn't even talk. I laughed so hard they had taken it in my room, baby." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Classic. What was? I love. I love come on. Who Who is your favorite match of all time with? I, I know you've wrestled pretty much everybody and been everywhere. Oh my god! I, I, I have so many great opponents and guys I've worked with through the years. A barbarian, uh, Rob Van Dam. I love Rob. Oh, Van Rob Van Dam. Uh, yeah, I mentioned Steamboat, uh, Eaton, Flair. Uh, oh man. Uh, Ronnie Garvin, Wahoo McDaniel. Wahoo McDaniel. See, that, when I was a kid, that was my hero. When I was a little boy. Oh, man. I See, I love Bobo Brazil. Oh, I love Bobo Brazil. Yeah, Bobo. Yeah, Bobo's yeah. awesome, man. The, the ear slap. With, and the cocoa butt. Yeah, the cocoa butt. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. So many greats through the years, man. Um, I, I couldn't pin it out of just one, you know what I mean? Uh, mm. now, I've been some big tag matches, too. You know, Rock and Roll Express. Midnight Express, Heavenly Bodies, uh, Moon Dogs, oh gosh, uh, you you name it. And you know, Road Wars was uh, the a big influence on me. I'm sorry, <laughs> the Killer Bees. 
The Killer Bees, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Brie Brian Blair. I guess him at CC. And Jumpin' Jim uh, Bronzel. He was another one of my heroes yeah. when he was with AWA back in the day. Yeah, one of the best drop kicks in the business, man. Yeah. Yep. I will say, though, now they're doing the shotgun drop kick, which I, which I like. Yeah. Where they go in with their knees and then straighten their legs out. Yeah. It looks cool as shit. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, when I watched, when I was watching Jim yeah, Bronzel, yeah, he's... Uh, Brian Dennison, he does those. Yeah. He was a yeah, uh, tag team with Greg Gagne. Yeah. Greg Gagne, yeah. Oh, man. I, I love watching yeah, Vern, The old man was tough, though, Vern. He was, he was a tough cat. Mm. You know, though, all those old wrestlers were tough as shit. Yeah. Oh, mm. oh, I've cut a gash in my head and my brain's sticking out. Get some super glue. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> we can't say that because our our boy, what's his fucking Tom name? Tom did that. Tom yeah. did that. Like fucking, we called the episode Dollar General Surgery. Yeah. Because he was so fucked up and they had to go get super glue. He, he, uh, Dollar General to. He, he hit a table his, and the table didn't give and he uh, put a gash in his head. And uh, they're like, we got to take you to the hospital. Oh He's my like, God. I don't have insurance. Okay, we'll go get some super glue. And they super glued his head yeah. in the, uh, the basement, well, the, <laughs> the locker room. <laughs> He's like, I should have yeah, probably went home, and he goes. Instead, I just drank beer. Well, he was, well, he was like, still going on with the match, and that like the opponent goes, dude, you are fucked up. Yeah. You gotta stop. Like the blood's just fucking, <laughs> dude. Oh, man, love those old timers, man. They were on a whole new level, dude. I mean, it, it was like a different time in the business yeah, got, back then. Like you know Terry know? Funk and fucking uh, Mick Foley, and you seem oh, like I, lo- I love Uncle Terry, man. Oh, I love Terry's fuck, dude. You seem like, though, you no. have uh, escaped a lot of pitfalls of, of wrestlers of that era. Because, you know, they drink a lot because they're bored. You're on the road. After yeah. a show, you go have drinks. <laughs> and a lot of them like to smell a cocaine. Yeah, a lot of them like to smell a cocaine. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you seem like you've come out pretty much unscathed. I, I drink and, a lot uh, at home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not, knock on wood. I was really blessed. I didn't really... Abuse myself too bad. <laughs> you know, because I was reading your Wikipedia, and, 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 and they very much stressed that you were a Christian. And I'm like, I, I wonder if... My first thought was, did Ivan Koloff convert you? And then my second thought, because I know he turned born again and went and preached. And then my second thought was, well, maybe he just did a whole bunch of drugs and stuff and, and replaced those with God. Because usually that's what a lot of people do when you see him later in life where they're Christian. But it seems like talking to you, it's like, no, he's been a Christian his whole life. Yeah, you know, it, it's pretty much all the above. You know, I've seen a lot of things through the years and experienced a lot of things that, that like influences as well. So, um, yeah, you know, I've, you know times, you know, I, I've slipped and there's times that, you know, God wise wise me up, smart me up, you know, brought me back to my senses, so, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, you, you're human, but at the same time, you know, God always kind of puts you where he wants you to be, you know what I mean, so I was really blessed to, uh, you know, be alive like everybody else, and that's how I ended up podcasting. Thing, you know. See, see, aren't you happy? See, now, I had a very <laughs> respectful thing about Christian. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Holiday's a believer. I, 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 I I'm not. And uh, we've had big discussions off the air about this because I don't really think that it's a big. My belief shouldn't be on here because I don't. I'm not against anybody believing in it. Well, uh, any of them. Yeah. Well, you're an idiot. <laughs> but anyway, but you're an idiot for way other reasons than that. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I got 
friends too in all walks of life, and mm-hmm. we're still friends. Yeah, you know what I mean, there, yeah. there, there are people. I'm in still this friends world. with this atheist. You know, yeah, so but a... there are people in this world who who need God <laughs> and Jesus in their life, and, and and sometimes a positive, the prayer is there, a positive. There's nothing part. wrong with a good I, positive. I I 100 agree, yeah. and I yeah. would never. I'm not the type of yeah. atheist who's going. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a friend who was like that. There uh, is no God. You know, honestly. Honestly, we, we we all need each other. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Well, yeah. Oh. I agree. You know, I mean, if, if we were if we were all the same, you know, we'd, it'd be a boring world. We would oh, be yeah. like that Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was awful. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> so, all right, hit us with another one. What do you got? Hit us, brother. Yeah, hit oh us my goodness. Story. Uh, okay, uh, we were talking about Terry earlier. Okay. Terry Punk. Terry Punk. Yeah. Um, uh, we're doing promos in, earlier in the day set for the, the big event that night, and I think I had a promo coming up on Ernest Cat Miller, who I was shooting much of the time. And I love Ernest, the Ernest. I love Ernest. Ernest is a great, good dude, man. And uh, he's legit too, three-time karate champ, man. He's he's for, he's the real deal. Okay, I remember. But, Ernest Cat, um, yeah, yeah, he would, yeah, he would fuck you up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Terry, which I, I I told Terry I was gonna adopt him as my uncle, and ever since then I've called him Uncle Terry. But he's Terry's gonna do an interview about Master Ric Flair, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I think Dustin was there too. And uh, he had this trash bag in his hand, and everybody keeps asking Terry, "Terry, what's in the trash bag?" And he gives everybody the same response. He says, "I'm saving it for the interview." <laughs> you know, this Texas accent. <laughs> right. So the the, ca- the camera starts right, and uh, he he reaches in his bag, pulls out this rancid dead chicken. <laughs> Supposedly from his ranch in Texas. I don't know how he got the darn thing on the plane, right? Like, how long has this but, how long has this thing been in a bag? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he put the chicken next to the camera. He says, "You see this chicken? I shall now compare its anatomy to that of one Ric Flair. <laughs> see these skinny legs? These are the legs of Ric Flair. See this beak?" This is the schnoz of Ric Flair. And I'm going to take Ric Flair by the neck. And he's grabbing his chickens. He says, I'm going to whip him like a dog getting his. Brothers flying everywhere, right? I spit up my water bottle. The camera's guys like shaking, laughing. Everybody, the whole place is laughing so hard. Later on that day, uh, in the night rather, we're, we're getting back to the hotel with these clippings of a real nice place rather. And uh, the bellboy usually gets the, the luggage and bags and everything. Picking, was running around the parking lot with a trash bag in his hand. So I was just curious, right? I go up to him and say, hey, man, are you right? What's going on? And he says, uh, some old man gave me this dead chicken. And I don't know what to do with it. It was Terry. <laughs> I like that they call him some old man. Some old man. <laughs> well, Terry's been old forever. I know. He was old when I was young. Yes. So, what was it like? Uh, I, I always picture because you wrestled with Mabel at one point too. Oh, I'm sorry. You wrestled with Mabel as well. Mabel, yes, yeah. I teamed with him a few a few times, man. You uh, Mabel? Uh-uh. man Gigantic. And, and he was also trained by Ivan Koloff. Mabel was. What? How was his cardio? Because I. With his build, I just don't think that he would be able to last long in the ring. Well, for a big 
guy he can move, right? And I know we were teaming together, right? Um, it, like, uh, like you know, he would like double, he would like just be all over whoever we're teaming with, teaming against rather, and he tagged me just so I can throw a, cute, uh, a cool suplex, right? Because he likes yeah. red through suplexes and stuff. <laughs> and I remember one time he was just cleaning the house and he tags me in, right? And I look at him and it's like. Dude, why did you even tag me? I mean, they're all laid out. So you just get in the ring with everybody laying on the floor. Like, what? Yeah. Exactly. What do you you want me to do? Right? Hey, Chris. (laughs) Great, good dude, man. I I miss him. Uh, Real nice dude. (laughs) uh, He wasn't one I met. I did meet Ric Flair, though. And he was surprisingly Oh Rick, man. He was surprisingly one of the nicer people I've ever met. Uh, oh, Rick's great. He walks dude. in and it's funny because he walks in, he's like, Hey, how you doing? And he shakes my hand because I was like watching the door as he did before he did autographs. He's like, Hey, I'm Rick. I'm like and in my head I'm going, Well no shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? 80%, I, just, 80%, I didn't know who you were at first. There there's now some that little, you mention it, you do look a lot like There's the some little kid in the bush of Africa Africa going, Woo! <laughs> hey everybody, we're talking to wrestling veteran uh, Rob Kellum. Uh, he's also an actor. Uh, so if you're just joining us, the Chris, maestro, uh, the maestro, yeah, from back in the day, WCW. He's telling us some great stories about veteran of TV series yeah, Terry Funk. Not Hulk Hogan movies though. <laughs> no Hulk, yeah. Hogan, no Hulk Hogan movies. Yep. Hulk Hogan, <laughs> the guy she. Oh, Hulk Hogan, you jabroni. I put you on camera clutch and make you humble. <laughs> I, I used to love team with Sheik, man. Sheik would crack me up, man. Oh my god, Iron Sheik was great. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, he was so much. I remember one time we, we tagged, and uh, afterwards our match, and he was complaining in the locker room. He like, that's your brother. He could lock up. He, he says, F Sheiky. No, F for him. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and then the guy that the, the guy walks in the locker room and says, Beautiful match, baby. Shake it up, you give me a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying, man. The Sheik, the Sheik was another legitimate bad man because he was like a champion wrestler from Iraq before. Uh, oh, yeah. Due to some. Uh, uh, he was the real deal, yeah. Uh, Chris asked, yeah, uh, Chris Pointer asked, uh, Could the Iron Sheik humble Kurt Angle? Oh, yes. Oh, love it. In both their primes, I would love, I would love to sing that man. But I know Sheik really put over Kurt Angle in the Hall of Fame speech uh, some years ago. He really put over Kurt Angle in the speech. Oh, is that right? Compared him to Gang Gable. Compared him to Gang Gable. Who, uh, who would be your dream match if you were a Booker and you could go back in time and pick any two wrestlers to have a match with? Um. Harley Race and uh, well, right now currently, uh, uh, but Kurt Angle would be on my bucket list. Yeah, hands down. All right. Yeah, I hear you know everybody puts over Harley Race. I only remember him from being King Harley. Yeah, that's all I remember him from too. Like you know, I, I and he see, wasn't that good. Is you'd see, but you know, then you'd see like uh, he would do stuff uh, like in Memphis, and then you're like, oh, I get it. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't remember like. Uh, no, no, the, like... No. Well, I'm, I'm kind of more referring to the Harley Race when he was back as NWA World Champion back in the day. 
because I mean he was just uh, as tough as they come, right? Yeah. Back then. Yeah, but, but by the time he got like the WWE, like his big move was like to put his when he had somebody pinned, he like put his feet up on the lower rope. Yeah. You know, like, I I never got the appeal of Lawler either. And he was a champion forever. Yeah. And, and, well, down in Memphis, but well, he just made a great heel. Like he played yeah. the he played the best heel. It didn't matter because he'd always he wouldn't win by his moves or anything like that. He'd do it by a fist for an object. You know, he but would do you, it by. And I don't feel that you have a ton of wrestlers out there who have that that type of personality anymore. Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, you know, and, it's, it's, it's a different era. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I don't understand the thought behind uh, the WWE re- releasing Bray Wyatt. Because it's like, you know, he's the only one who's putting out interesting content in your whole company. Why would you get rid of him? Oh, man. I, I, that, that floored me. I, I don't understand it either. Bray's one of the best going today right now, in my opinion. I, I really think he's going to pop up in AEW and take over the Dark Order. Who's this? That would only make sense. Who Bray, Bray Wyatt. That would be amazing if he did. That would be amazing if he did. He did the one. He came out with the guy with the sheep mask and. Uh, oh, I haven't watched wrestling uh, in like forever. Yeah, yeah, see, just just look up Bray Wyatt. Just okay, I'll, I'll look up Bray Wyatt. All right, uh, talk me into it. No, oh, he's great. He's great, and he's just got a good per- and he's got a good ring personality where he could tell a story in a ring where like like we discussed before. Right. You know all these guys. Tell right. the story, and you don't have to do the flippy shit. You can tell the story by the moves. And there's and one at the finisher. Crowd and, you know, yeah. you don't do Sister Abigail twice. You may try to do it once. <laughs> I fucked her twice. Yeah. But uh, no, right. his oh. finisher is Sister Abigail. That's a really cool move. Oh, is that? Oh, it's a move. Oh, yeah. I was talking about God. Every time they do it, on my face. Every time they do it, though, then I think uh, it always makes me think of King Diamond. So how King Diamond has not come out with? Uh, oh God, Abigail. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have like Maybe. any movies or tv show appearances or anything else coming up or yes should, uh, um should they yes, hire you? actually I, I do um you know, I, well, i've been uh i've been on like secrets of lies and abc uh good behavior and tnt uh sleepy hollow on fox uh i got a, a holoquin origin story coming up called oh, nice. the devil's daughter which i'll be starring as dr arkham Awesome. Oh really? And, uh, Very cool. Uh, and that's, that's, so so when's, when's this coming out? Oh, now you're that's in. That's premiering October 30th uh, at the Golden Ticket Cinemas Twin in Illinois, North Carolina. Then it'll be like out everywhere else, all over the place. Cool. We'll then definitely look for that. Let's see, uh, Memphis Wrestling, the uh, home of Rhythm Blues, is the best version of Edge rated R superstar we've seen. There's no good version Rhythm of Edge. Blues. There's no, there's no good version of Edge. I agree. Uh, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. Another do, one doesn't do he, much. He never did me. anything for me. Yeah. I, I, I currently star as the chief in the Dust series, which will be on set soon for season four. And you can check out all three seasons thus far on tube.com/slash Dust series. Dust is cool. That's the, the sci-fi. And the chief was kind of like the grim. Yeah, yes, yeah, horror sci-fi. It's like dark shadows type. Right, that, that right. Vibe. Dust is super cool. And, and like you've done a lot of short films and stuff. Can we find those on like YouTube and stuff or? Yes, yes. Um, also, I got a film, horror film coming out called Stench of Iniquity coming out later on this year, which I we starred as an ancient vampire named Abba in the film. Abba? Like Abba. so? What, yeah, so when you're when you when you're when you're about ready to kill somebody, do they holler SOS? Dancing Queen. Yeah, 
pretty much. <laughs> that, that was like a running joke on set, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Well, fuck it. I thought I was. I thought I was original. God damn it. You've never been original. What? <laughs> and I'm in talks with a pilot in the miniseries coming up in the future, so I'll, I'll keep everybody informed. You know, once I get the latest. All right. Cool. So. Uh, so yeah. when you're a huge star, will you come back on? Absolutely. Uh, anytime. Anytime. This has been. This has been great. I've had a blast. Well, hey, anytime you, uh, anytime you have uh, a story you want to tell, uh, anytime you want to promote something, get a hold of me. Message me. I'll have you on, if nothing else, for just for a short bit, and then I'll tie it into the, like the rest of the uh, an episode. Uh, but yeah, get a hold of me, man. Anytime you got a story, anytime you want to uh, promote you're, yourself, just let us know. You're bored, huh? Or if he's bored, oh, yeah. or if you're bored, yeah, yeah. yeah well, uh, okay. Right. I might just call you out on the blue anyway and shoot the shit with you. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, Jen Weir's watching. Oh yeah. yeah. I'd love to come back anytime, anytime you guys would like, man. This, this was a blast. Well, thank you so much. Uh, everybody, we've been talking to Rob Kellum. He is an actor. He is a veteran uh, wrestler. He's worked with everybody. Terry Funk, for fuck's sake. I love fucking Terry. I do like so, Terry uh, Funk. Uh, so, um, everybody. Uh, and he likes the crusher and uh, doesn't roll his eyes like all my friends do. Because they're like, oh, the, oh crusher. the crusher. Another goddamn God crusher, crusher story. story. He's from a, a bar in Milwaukee, you don't man. You the crusher, fucker. Yes, <laughs> Uh, all right, so, and, and, and always, uh, you can find us at MyWorstHoliday.com. You can find us on every platform that you can find a podcast on. Ones I didn't even know we were on. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. It's like, hey, I heard you on Slipvine. What the fuck is a Slipvine? Right. Either way. Um, but you can find us on, on everything. Uh, you can give us money at uh, Patreon.com, MyWorstHoliday at Patreon.com. And if you like any podcast, if you like any podcast... God, you've got the device in your hand. Leave a re- write a review. Leave uh, five stars, even if you don't like us. Uh, leave stars, or at least tell us you don't like us. I'm worth five stars. Call us a dick if you want to. I don't care, but leave a review. Say something. It helps us out. Moves us up in the charts. Just got to do that. And, and and again, if you like any podcast, give them a dollar. You cheap fuckers. All right, and with that being said, for a room next to my bathroom in my oh, basement, this has been my worst holiday. Hang out for a second, Rob. Good night, everybody.